0: That's it. Well, as long as you put in a better effort than you did the last episode, I think we'll be What are you talking about? Holy Mr. Grumpy Pants.
1: I thought you said it came off good still. Uh know. I, I you made me listen to that one again. <laughs> I liked it.
0: You were you were like Fred you... No- you were like Fred Norris, man. I'd say anything and it was setting you off. I was afraid.
1: You were afraid for your life through the the magic of the uh, interweb.
0: What was he said? The, I asked if the dealers, you know, negotiated or something at TFCon, and you're like, "Not like you're fucking nonsense at yard sales, buddy." You're like, oh Jesus! Okay, <laughs> that's what it's going to be like, hey. Yeah, don't uh, disrespect the dealers at a Transformers uh, convention, I guess. All right.
1: <laughs> what are you doing? Oh. Why? I switched my, uh,
0: my microphone wasn't on the butt. It
1: was on the infinity sign. Oh, good. We uh, got a giant mouthful of toast bread, with peanut butter. I'm going to take another one right now. Hmm. No, I was just referring to, um, there's literally no negotiating with these guys. You come in and five, even taking five bucks off. But one item or one of the items that I bought, he had it for 90 bucks. So I go, Can you give the $85? He goes, Nope. No, nope. I'm already taking a loss on it. Yeah,
0: sure you are. Oh, yeah, that's why he goes there. Take losses.
1: <laughs> so, you?
0: All right. Yeah,
1: that guy, that guy was a dick anyway.
0: Dealers, man. Douches.
1: Well, Wait. some are nice guys. I met with one uh, the other day. Oh. Under the radar deal. Oh. Private.
0: Met him private in a parking at a
1: shopper drug mart. Oh, shit. Just like
0: I do all the honeys. This sounds like a J. Mew story. And you only, took only your penis
1: <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Only less exciting. Oh, no, oh I tell me. Met, met up with. Uh, I've bought off them previously, uh, and my buddy, uh, my my co-host of uh, Transformers and Beer Podcast uh, was the regular of his earlier on. So we just ran into him at the last TFCon show and uh, mentioned I was looking for some things, and he said he's got a couple, uh, bought the uh, Jafcon, um, I think they're 2004, uh, Seeker, pair. Uh, Ramjet and uh, and uh, Thrust off of him. So I met him, uh, I guess, two days ago now at uh, Shopper's Drug Mart parking lot. And that's it. You think it'd be a little more exciting when you say, oh, I'm meeting someone at Shopper's Drug Mart parking lot. I should be like, uh, you know, indiscreet or something, something naughty's going to happen. But nope. Why couldn't you go to his house? Uh- Oh, because people selling transformers don't like people coming to their homes, because then they know that that's where they live, and that's, uh, you know, they might get robbed or
0: something. Oh, yeah. For that big TF market. Oh, well, that's good. Peanut butter in the mouth really goes over good on the microphone. (laughs) Sorry, man. Oh, boy.
1: I just rushed in from uh, dropping the kids off. I had to do a little bit of painting on trim so that it could be dry so i could put it up later and then uh rushed in to do your podcast at nine thirty in the morning
0: yeah well we haven't we done one of these why uh, we can't do it later on where are you running off to today we haven't done one of these remote recordings in a while it's been like eight episodes or something since we've done this <sighs> yeah i got to uh i'm actually going out for uh one of your first backhanded off, tell, deals.
1: Tell everybody where you are. At home?
0: On vacation for a month? <laughs> yeah.
1: This guy takes a month off every year. No. Th- this is the th- first time I managed to finagle the entire month. Every August, this guy disappears for the entire month.
0: Well, <laughs> it is the way to do it.
1: Leaving me to work with uh, Tin Tin and the other moops. Another <laughs> the other place
0: moops. to work. I'm sure you're having fun, boy. Oh, yeah. I i haven't heard much from you, so you must be having <laughs> gangbusters fun. Girls, loads. When are you coming back, man? In September. That's what a month is. That's Beginning like three
1: weeks, dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I know it. It's good. I'm taking either. I have done anything this week. That's Just been joke. Summer of George. I bit into a block of cheese like it was an apple. I get it. Anyways, I'm heading out later. I, I'm buying uh, an iPod from a guy off Kijiji. Mm. One of those big ones, 160 gigs. Is it the old school ones? Yeah, the classic. Oh wow, the big iPod, iPod brick ones. Well, it's only about a year old, but I don't think oh, they okay. make the classics anymore.
1: I thought you meant it was someone's older iPod. Because <coughs> I remember those ones were uh, the big. You remember what I'm talking about the, the yeah. original ones?
0: Yeah, for those sure. Those well, really still popular for some reason. Well, this is the same idea, but it's small, but it ha- it holds 160 gigs. So uh, I'm getting a really good price out of it. Um, I hate to buy an iPod, as you I was know. About to say you're caving into the Apple. <coughs> Kool-Aid I I, it's my car it's the Honda Civic the audio system is specifically designed for Apple products because it's done right no (laughs) no I don't know why but uh, I'm finally giving in I was using just a USB key in the console to hold all my music but uh, if you use it that way you can still browse through all the music on the key but if you want a random play it will only grab about 255 tracks at once to random, and it will only grab those 250 tracks. Like, you can't plug it, unplug it and plug it back in and grab a, a new batch of songs. It's only those songs. Right. So, how does it de-
1: determine which 250 it
0: grabs, though? It's, I, I don't know. It's like whatever the first 255 in whatever directory oh, okay. tree it is. And, uh, so it's, it's kind of frustrating. I, you know, when I work, I spend up to three hours in the car a day. So let's get some fresh music going on in there. And I did some tests with actual iPods. And when you put an iPod in, like the artwork shows up in the dashboard, all the information shows up. Uh, and the iPod does all the work of, of randomizing your playlist or whatever. So Anyways, this came along. I've been looking on Kijiji for a while, and they're normally these iPod classics, man. They're like three to four hundred bucks on eBay. So this one came along. It was pretty cheap. And uh, the correspondence I've had with the guy is so friggin' refreshing, man. Like the guy's been so cordial. and uh,
1: I'm not getting one sentence responses that don't answer the question that you ask, me. me. I'm talking, he's got courtesy. Can yeah. you imagine? Courtesy. Well, that's what I mean, though. He's like a, a, someone who's actually got some kind of verbal communication skills. And yeah. as opposed to you ask this a seller a question and he replies back, yes, no, uh, <laughs> one answer or, or one sentence doesn't even answer the fucking question that you're asking.
0: Yeah, no, he's been great. And he's like, oh, and I look forward to meeting you and all this. Uh, we can go this time or this time or this time. You can do it in the butt if you like. Whatever, yeah, man. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's it. I'm being suckered, but because he came down, I gave him a really low ball price, and he didn't even argue with it, and uh, and then I asked him to, uh, you know, you ran into this when you got rid of an iPod with, uh, it could be registered. Oh, it was, know, my, uh, it
1: was when my wife and I bought the latest iPhone 6s. We were getting rid of our iPhone 4s, and yeah, it, was still, it still retained our registry information. So it needed to be um, taken off uh, my iTunes account. I think that's what it was. It was a real yeah. hassle, right? Like It just, yeah. he had it at his house, but he couldn't uh, register. He couldn't log his phone in or register it or something like that. I forget exactly what it was. But it was a back and forth communication. Eventually I had to take my iPhone back from him, give him his money. I fixed it the next day. It was super easy. I just, I couldn't figure it out at the first And then we
0: just redid the deal. But what do you have to do for the iPod? Same thing? I'm not sure. As usual on the interwebs, there's all kinds of conflicting information what you have to do. So I've asked him, you know, is there a way you can sign your unit out of your iTunes and all this jazz? And he was, uh, he said, you know what? I've only used iTunes once just to load the thing and I uninstalled it and never used it again. So I had to write back and, like, uh, Jesus, sorry to have to ask you this, but is there any way you can reinstall your iTunes and, uh, you know, uninstall this unit or whatever you have to do? At which point I thought he'd be, how about screw you? I'll take another buyer. (laughs) You know, why should I do this extra work? But he came back and said, no problem. I uh, reinstalled it, I uh, wiped it, uh, factory reset, whatever you got to do. So hopefully that's good enough. I don't know. It's not like this iPod talks to the internet, so I'm not sure if it, you know, has that anti-theft protection like the uh, iPod touches or your phones do. I don't know, man. It
1: could be different. Yeah, you might not have to worry about it. I've never actually sold an iPod. Fine. Uh, those they're so useful. You might as well just retain it, right? For exactly what you're doing, so you know it's good for your car or use it just for the gym or whatever, right? Yeah, this will just sit in my car console forever. I'm still using my iPod Mini from like,
0: I don't know, 10 years ago. And it's only like 16 gigs. Well, my biggest fear is how do I load my shit onto this iPod without iTunes totally taking over my library and doing what? Doing you and its Kevin to need
1: it. to both calm down. with do it, do it evil library.
0: deeds. Can I borrow one of your hard drives to do it? Because I, I, I don't want to plug mine into it. I'll just give you one of my laptops. I don't need one of my Mac laptops anymore. Yeah, so that'll work.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because you're thinking
1: I got a million computers lying around. <laughs> yeah. We all think that, dude. My Mac is running so sluggish lately. <sighs> I oh, it's because uh,
0: my hard drive's too small. You That's- mean you're not? You haven't stolen your daughter's computer to do this broadcast on, like I have. <laughs> oh, have you? <laughs> yeah. Where's your computer? Wow, well, this computer is sitting on top of it because it's so old and crummy. I don't know, man. I need to,
1: uh, I need to seriously consider getting a new computer at some point in a couple of years. Hmm. Did you like that one last burp I did on, on the last show that came out of nowhere?
0: Did you even listen to it? Yeah, I did actually. Caught
1: yeah. me off guard. We were just having this conversation. It was near the end and it, <laughs> this fucking freight liner of a burp just came out and just, completely caught me off guard. I don't know why I found it so funny.
0: Well, I'm glad you're proud of that. Do you see see the shirt I'm wearing today? Cartridge Canuck. Do you see the shirt I'm wearing today?
1: Captain Canuck, man. I actually had a couple of his comics.
0: I think I wear this in honor of uh, Cartridge Canuck. Captain. Captain, my captain. Speaking of which, our shirt campaign finally wrapped up major success i think the t-shirt company had to open up a new factory in china to press enough uh, shirts oh, out I there for them all
1: for that uh slave labor just to produce our t-shirts
0: well that's well they need something to do right what we saw like 20 uh, you couldn't even count it hmm. was i uh, like it's not enough digits on the screen to tell you that's a good start well i hope you enjoy wearing yours yeah I will um, when does yours come in the mail what do you mean I was supposed to buy one too uh, buy of a, your own shirt I'll
1: buy <laughs> I'll buy the next one. Oh my god you are a piece of
0: work I tell you? money like that man what a supporter what a supporter and you want the listeners to buy one when you don't even buy one well it's different Oh my
1: God. I'm designing the next one and it's going to be better than this one. <laughs> I don't want any criticism on your part. Oh, there will be. <laughs> can I tell anyways, you how I
0: want it done? And then you can just do it for me. No, no. Oh. This way your shirt will never get done. And this first edition will always be the, uh, the rare and desirable one, mm, that's good which it me. probably will be anyways. No matter what you come I'll up get with. mine
1: made in Japan. That way it's the rare import of the STC pod. Even more desirable because it's not available to the North American market. It's got to be imported in.
0: Oh, I see. Hmm. That would mean you'd have to actually do something though. So, How'd you like that artwork I put together for your TF uh,
1: episode? All right.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Got Megatron flying out at you. After What's you- funny though
1: is when you posted it, or when you said that was up, I still had to go back and listen to our show to even remember what we talked about because I was trying to figure out why was that on, why'd you put Megatron on there? Mm. I forgot we talked about TFCon for a chunk.
0: Oh my God, you hijacked the whole episode with your Transformer stuff. Well, you were asking the questions. <laughs> yeah, I had to fill the content.
1: Uh, Are we on a time limit today? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's get this ball rolling then. Since, uh, since obviously Bill's agenda is more important than the shows (laughs) where I've given up my whole morning just for this.
0: Wait a second. Hold on. I, you rolled over the, the fact you dropped the kids off. You don't have the kids with you. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't have stuff to do. I bet you it does. You drop the kids off even though you're at home. So you're at home with the kids and you took the kids somewhere else. I took them to my uh, mother's or to my parents. Why why are they doing um, less amount of things than
1: you? What do you mean? I had the kids all weekend, man. Oh,
0: geez. I'm doing this show right now. I got two kids upstairs who I.
1: You probably Bad put them in guy. front of the TV with a with a
0: Tupperware container full of popcorn and, and sugar snacks. <laughs> no, I tied them up, and uh, they were both on, like, the Internet. I had to tell them both to stop doing interweb stuff. And, uh, You're going to make Daddy's computer sluggish. <laughs> yeah. so you can't even walk around up there because I'll hear the steps. Mm. What? A, you look like in a commune, man. The rules in your place, I can only imagine. Well, uh, I don't want another, like, uh, last episode. Did you hear last episode? It sounded like there was uh, monkeys in the background or something at one point. Oh, the yelling in the background? (laughs) Oh, yeah, a little bit of that. We don't want that. No. You think
1: some nerds and coffee go well in the morning? Yeah, pour them right in there. Strawberry grape nerds, I'm going to.
0: That's better than (laughs) Crane.
1: All right, let's do this. Okay, go. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in, and welcome to another podcast episode of Start to Continue. My name is Joe, and with always is my co-host, Bill. Bill says hi now. Hello. As I've mentioned before, we really appreciate our loyal listeners returning to us every week, but if this is your first time checking us
0: out... (laughs) Got the hand going again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a brief rundown of what we're all about. STC Pod is a free form show where Bill and I riff back and forth with one another on anything and everything that interests the two of us, ranging from a wide variety of things like video games, movies, news, TV shows, and everything else that goes on in the microcosm universe that is our two lives. You can find and follow us in the following places on Twitter at STC Pod. This is the account that Bill handles for us. You can find me on Twitter at ACDecepticon. Check out our STC Pod website at www.stcpod.com. You can check out my blog at www.angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. Check out our YouTube ta- YouTube channel uh wwwyoutubecom start to continue you can also find our episodes at start to com, and you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. And now Yo.
0: on with our show. Yeah, what do you got for me? Nothing, man.
1: <laughs> I did a whole time this weekend. No, I, I did do something uh, yesterday that you would have been proud of, and I was thinking about you. I went to the Curtis uh, Flea Market.
0: Hmm. You've, You've been, been there, talking right? about this. Weekend. No, I've never been there. Oh, you'd love it, man. Is this the town Curtis? Yeah.
1: I mean, so you've driven by it on the way back to the, to the family farm. Really? I don't think so. Well, it's west. It's wait, north. it's east of where I live. So you go past it. On the 401? It's off the 401. 401? You're on the 401. It's north of the 401, but only, uh, no, it's south of the 401 actually. Cause it's on Blur street. Hmm. But you like it. This is, um, it's not like your indoor flea market. I thought you had been there. It's nope. uh, one of those places where it's uh, multiple buildings that sort of surround like a a dirt, gravel, parking lot uh, court kind of thing where uh, obviously inside these farm buildings and other buildings, there's all the tables set up by the dealers and then in the center part, there's all tables from the dealers but this is like that part's outside they've got like a people are cooking outside they're cooking inside and they've got barns and stuff or basically i guess they've been purchased by certain people or whatever because they've got their stuff all stored in there but it's uh yeah it's like half of what you would think of as a regular flea market where you're like the pickering one We've got tables indoors, and then all of a sudden you walk through, and then you're outside looking at tables outside, and then you're walking into barns where you've got like it's like those uh, picker shows you see on TV where just shit is everywhere and not even labeled, and just like you're just rummaging through stuff. Mm. So I, I went look. I took the little guy with me just to get him out of the house. Um, so I picked up uh, actually I picked up four Atari games. I got. I picked up Venture, Space Jockey, and I picked up two uh, Sword Quest games, uh, Fire World and Earth World. So I thought those two were my my favorite find, because you've read about that uh, Sword Quest contest, right? Mm, No. There's like four Sword Quest games that Atari did as a, I'm pretty sure four in terms of, like, the four elements, I think. Uh, so Atari had done this big contest where, like, you had to play the games to put clues together to win, like, some kind of crazy prize at the end. I think back in back in the day, it might have been, like, a $100,000 prize or something like that. Oh, wow, that's a good idea. So you had to complete all four games, and there's one... One of the Sword Quest games is super rare. I think it's the Fire one. So... Yeah. So I got all four of those for, um, Oh no, I got the fire one. Sorry. I think it's the water one. Maybe the water or air. Um, I'll do, I'm going to do a post and write up on it on our blog. But, um, yeah, one of those is super rare. So I figured yeah, I got, saw these two, five bucks each. Why not? Hmm. Uh, just loose. Yeah, they were loose, but, um, they were in a big box, just Atari games. And, um, the uh, I wouldn't have bought them if, if the uh, stickers and stuff weren't immaculate on them, so I figured, eh, what the hell. I can always do a search later to find it, but complete. But for five bucks, it's hard to pass up. And then, um, oh, I had to reach for it. I picked up a couple records, you might like. Can you see that one? Yep. So I got, first one I got is Triumph Stages, double live album. So. Gatefold. Yep. Pretty immaculate. Uh, the records are super clean. Obviously, there's a little corner wear on everything, but I got that for five bucks. Picked up. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. The Who, the kids are all right. I agree with
1: this one. And this is uh, a two record issue, but it's not in a gate. It's, uh, it's really weird, though. They got the case only holds one record, but there's actually two records in there.
0: I have that record. I can't
1: remember if it's gate folded or not. This one wasn't, but uh, it's got all their hits on it. So.
0: It's music
1: uh, from the motion picture. Yeah. And finally, I got another live one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I picked this one up because Stern's always talking about it. I got Cheap Trick live at Budokan.
0: Yep. I think I got rid of that one at one point. Or maybe I kept it, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's one of those everyone's kinda gotta have in the collection.
1: Yeah. So that's cool. Even I think for a five bucks guy. each of these, why not too, right? But um and the guy had some other records that were pretty it's like there was a ACDC uh I'm pretty sure it's the dirty deeds <laughs> done to a cheap one. But he was asking like fifteen bucks and mm. I just figured, nope. uh, you know what? I think live albums always sound better on record. Hmm. I always enjoy the live album experience, anyway. Just because it's, it's different from the from the uh, radio played versions that you always hear and whatever, right?
0: Yeah. So
1: I'd rather have three for fifteen than just one for fifteen. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure it'll always be there. So i gonna easily go back.
0: Yep. Yeah. W- was that the asking price of? Or did you negotiate down for those? Places? Oh, these were what the $5 ones were asking. Did you try to
1: throw anything out there? No, I didn't
0: No, This ain't like your yard sales. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they wouldn't do that for the video games. First off, the guy already had them at, I find these guys are fucking stingy at these places too. eh?
0: They can be, but I mean, yeah. if you'd have just went, Oh, how about both of these for five bucks? See what happens. They expect that.
1: They want it. They desire it. Well, he offered me another deal. He said, because you're getting those four video games, uh, he busted out this rare, he said, I don't know, rare or hard to find Atari game. It was just a cartridge too. It was, uh." oh, now the name's slipping me. It was like Fire Pig or something, or I'll have to look it up. Never even heard of it, right? So I, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to drop down 20 bucks for this one game that I've never heard of, to see if it actually is hard to find or, you know, just a piece of shit game or whatever, right? So I'll go back anyway. The good thing about this, uh, it's always tends to be like the same dealers at this one place, and this video game store is also located, they also have a brick and mortar place, so I think it goes mm-hmm. called Vintage Video Games Curtis Flea Market, and they got a they got a building somewhere. I forget where it is. So, mm. I thought there would have been more. I didn't see anything Transformers. Well, I did, but it was all the movie shit, so I pass on that. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. there's a couple other vintage uh, video game places in there. But, you know, they had, like, one One lady had a Dragon Warrior 1 complete. Box wasn't as nice as I would have liked it, but I go, you know, how much are you selling this for? And you go, oh, $65, it has got all the maps in there and everything. I'm like, fuck. I prefer to buy it with if I can get a better deal, right? Seems hard to play, like, full market value for it. Yeah. But there was, like, people, too, that had video games, like... You know, I was describing the center court where there's just tables outside in the center of this uh, compound of buildings. Direct sunlight. People had fucking video game cartridges and boxes just sitting there in broad daylight, just getting demoed by the sun's rays. So I'm thinking like, holy crap, man, you're going to get some discoloring. And they were, at, they were still asking like 20, 30 bucks a cartridge. Yeah. I'm going, you got this outside in direct sunlight and other guys have like stuff in you could buy, I'm not kidding, man, stacks of instructions, instruction books, like for specific game systems, like whatever, 50 Atari game instructions, like in a plastic bag, but they're so humid and there's like moisture inside the bag. And the guy was still asking like 40, 50 bucks for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You see that at flea marks, like records that are all water damaged yeah. and or out in the sun, the crate that's been baking in the sun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. You'd like this place though. There's a couple of vintage phones
0: because I know you're into that. Uh, What else? Well, speaking of phones, mine certainly didn't ring to say, let's go out to the Curtis flea market that day. Well, it was a a last minute thing
1: (laughs) and uh, I couldn't be out there all day. Next time I go, I'm going to go by myself just because the little guy was starting to get, at first he was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, Look at all this neat stuff, dad. And then near the end, he's like kicking rocks and throwing rocks because he's bored and, you know, (laughs) touching all the shit up on the table. And it's like, stop touching that stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, next time you call me, we'll go uh, make an STC pod event of it. I don't know if you'd be disappointed, but. I'd make the trip for that. Yeah. Why not? something to do um yeah i uh i sent you a picture of vic 20
1: I I saw that. That up
0: for you man give me the cash i'll get it for you where'd you see it uh we have a uh they used to be more of a movie rental place called video time in barry and now, because you know the movie rental business has fallen away, they deal mostly in video games now, but uh, they have all kinds of old video games and vintage stuff and a lot of stuff's behind glass and a lot of very pricey but uh like the Vic20 saw was was it two hundred bucks one controller and a game, I think I don't know. Mm. No box or anything. It was all loose. For that price, Uh, you should be getting a box. But I tell you what, when I was in there, the the owner was actually there working the counter at the time, and uh, I was just browsing around, and I found uh, next month's Cartridge Club Game of the Month, which is Burnout 3. I saw it there for uh, PlayStation 2, and it was in... It was in like the mid-range area of prices it was for I think $15 or something but it was the uh, the greatest hits version and it didn't have a manual so I asked him I said you know uh, it's should this be in the $15 <laughs> range because it's uh, missing its manual and he looked out. oh yeah that's where it's supposed to be he said how about uh, and he started knocking the price down which never happens in this store knocked it down to $10 I say, yeah, that's pretty, I'm really stuck on these manuals. So, you know, uh, how about if I pick up a couple more things? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that for $8. And he said, yes, I couldn't believe it. So what did so, you pick up? Uh, you know, it was, it's frustrating because I, I bought a bunch of games that I used to have uh, <laughs> that I traded in for pennies back in the day. So I found uh, uh, NHL 94 for the Genesis it was loose but it was uh, only uh, four dollars and it, it actually rang in higher but then he gave it to me for that price and then uh, crimson skies for the Xbox oh. and I also found a uh, s video and digital audio uh, switch or connector for the original Xbox and that was only two bucks so not what the hell, so, but yeah, that sucks buying games you, you already owned and gave away. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. I was looking
1: at one of the, one of the uh, booths that I went to or whatever. She had a, this one lady had probably the the most variety of selection that I I saw there. She had, uh, you know, Atari Coleco and television. She had an Intellivision 2. She was asking $100 for her. came with a box. But it was pretty damaged up. Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was looking at the Atari games and some of the uh, the Nintendo games. I couldn't remember what the fuck I had on my shelf. So I was running into that issue of, Jesus, I, I want this. Because I remember it being really good. But I couldn't remember if I had it already. So I was rummaging through my phone trying to find old pictures I had taken on my bookshelf or whatever. So I think what I'm going to do is there's, a, there's actually a cataloging system uh, or cataloging program that uh, one of the Transformer people uh, put up on his blog a while ago. But you can use it not to only catalog, you know, Transformers, but like anything because it does like you can do like four pictures of the item how much you paid for it, where you got it, this whole description of it. So I'm going to do that for all my video games. And uh, uh, I don't to run into that issue.
0: Yeah, I think um, J-Rox talked about the same sort of idea too. He has a cataloging program. Because I was going to think about using that for my records. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, my records, I just take a picture of every single one and then they're all up in the Google Drive and I can look at them anytime if I'm wondering if I have mm-hmm. it or not.
1: I actually came across a bunch of uh, records that, you know, how you brought yours in to show me when I was buying them off you came across ones that I had seen or that you had had or offered to me that I never, I never took you up on or whatever. So, oh yeah. A lot of them were Beatles. Yeah. You were a good buyer, man. Whew. Does that mean you ripped me off? No, not at all. Not at all.
0: <laughs> nope. Nope. But yeah, it was funny. I I uh, I thought I still had my NHL 94 game, even though I'd gotten rid of all my Genesis stuff. I thought I still had that. And when I reacquired this new Genesis, I went to dig it out. And it turns out it was uh, NHL 95 I had. So I, well, that's pretty good too. I'll take that out and play it. I opened the box up and inside it's not NHL 95. It's actually NHL 96. <laughs> so I was like way off on what I had. Hmm. Did you play much of the NHL franchise? For nope, never played any of the sports games. Man, you missed out. No, I never
1: cared about that shit, man. It was all Welcome. about RPGs or you know other, sh- uh, you know the shooting games or whatever. right uh, now, I'm looking on my shelf, the only sport games I have that I purchased were PS3 Tiger Woods. PGA Tour 08. Uh, I got PGA Tour 10. No, I don't think I bought that one. I have z- and then all the ones I bought used were like, uh, or, or bought off people and, and lot deals were like uh, Madden and all that nonsense. But I would never go to the store and buy like a hockey or baseball or whatever, right? Oh, and that- I never got into it. I think part of it too was because it always... I think what annoyed me was they always came out with new ones every year. So it'd be like, oh, shit, now this one's outdated or, you know, they've improved this feature or that. So you're always coughing up money for essentially the same game every year, right?
0: Well, I I don't know. You missed out, man. Me and my friends had tons of great fun playing NHL. Me and uh, It's Rocket Sauce were chatting on uh, Twitter about NHL 94 because I put up a picture. There's going to be an NHL 94 tournament. In Toronto in September. There's gonna be like a thousand dollar first prize. And it's actually it's all being shot for a documentary. Uh the documentary I think is called Pixelated Heroes. And it's gonna be about NHL 94 and all the fans it brought. There are people that just love NHL 94 and don't watch hockey, don't enjoy hockey, but love the game. And uh I've been playing it last couple days, just just out nostalgia and the teams, man. Holy smokes, we're talking about Mario and uh, you know Lemieux and Yager playing together. You know, playing against Gretzky and uh, Montreal had Patrick still in net, Denny Savard. What are you talking about the video again? Yeah, the NHL '94. The rosters that were uh, that you're playing with in '94.
1: Yeah, but dude, I saw that stuff live on TV.
0: Yeah, but imagine you have got, you got to play. No, well, I'm not gonna imagine I'm on the ice with fucking Lemieux or Gretzky. I guess I can't talk to you about this because you have no nothing. I know what you're saying about it, but it doesn't. It's just no, like, you don't because you never played it. I know. Did you not spend a whole night with a buddy just playing a, a sports game over and over again? Like, no, that? I
1: spent the whole night with a buddy trying to finish Resident Evil because those were the days where I'd, we'd be renting a game and then trying to finish it like in one night.
0: This is, this is why you have no joy in your life because you didn't experience fun back in the day.
1: This is why you have no mo- uh, motor skills coordination because uh, you never played these other first-person quick-action game shooters, as I experienced watching you play Resident Evil 4. <laughs>
0: no. These sports games take more fast reaction than No, than they're anything.
1: just uh, click, 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 click. All- they're like... Uh, what is it? Hack and slash games where you're just constantly pressing the button.
0: Oh my god. See, I can't. Talk. I, I had a big thing I want to talk to you about all of the NHL franchises. Go on. There's no point talking to you about it. Wet your whistle. Go ahead. Oh shit. Well, I tell you, back in the day, we had, I got all these games. And it started with 92. And uh, that's when uh, EA launched it. It's called NHL 92. It had NHL license, but it didn't have any of the player names. Didn't have the NHLPA. Could you put the names in yourself? Nope. No. No oh. way. No way. No. But there was numbers. But they the game didn't reference them at all. And then '93 came out, and this time it was called the NHLPA '93 because they had the NHLPA, but they lost the NHL licenses. <laughs> so they had all the names, but they didn't have any of the NHL teams. And then in 94 was when they finally got their act together and they had both licenses. And they uh, added goalie control, shootouts, penalty shots. They had uh, bench and board checks. Um, you could actually save uh, your records and whatnot. And uh, they had line changes. And I remember some I maybe this was in 93 too, but they had the crowd meter. So if you got things really rock and the crowd would go louder and louder and you'd try and get the crowd to break your meter record. Cool stuff like that, but had no fighting. They removed fighting in 94. You didn't know anyone who played this, eh? God, I had friends that played those games. I was just never into them. Then in 95, they redid the graphics. And I think 95 is the one I played the most because that added uh, player trades, and you could do a complete season with trades, and there would be year-end rewards, you know, like top rookie and top goaltender and stuff like that. And they added fake shots. And then in 96, um, fighting came back. So for two years, there was no fighting in the game, but they added in 96... And uh, the defense really improved in 96. It was became a lot harder for to streak up the center and do the, m- the move on the goalie. The uh, computer really started to realize what you were doing, and they would shut down the center of the ice pretty good uh, because anyone who played the NHL games knows about the move. And then uh, after that, I think I was out of the Genesis by this time, moved on to PC, and uh, the NHL really changed. They went with a 3D engine and added play-by-play commentary, international teams. Do you remember uh, where you could add your own face into the game? I
1: like, remember people
0: talking about that. Yeah. yeah you could add, uh, you take a picture of your face and they'd map it onto a player. I took a picture of uh, Austin Powers. I remember doing that and adding him to my team. How, how good did it look like when you were actually on the ice? Oh, it was freaky. (laughs) It was pretty freaky. It it worked. Uh, Let's see. 98 was actually the last year of the Genesis. I have no idea what it looked like. Or 97, for that matter, if they were still... If they attempted the 3D, they couldn't have been 3D on Genesis, but I don't know. Um, And then in 99, they added full career mode where you would actually draft players and uh, they would have a full career... In your league, right up until retirement. And I remember playing that because I would be working a team year, season by season, and your players would just retire on you. And if you hadn't thought about it ahead of time and drafted the right amount of people, your team would be really hurting the next year because your top guys would retire. So on you. you
1: know that's that's something I would really like and respect. I think that's an awesome feature because I've always liked how it's in certain games where I've played. It'd be like the lifespan option where like you said it'd be like you know you'd start from scratch and then as you're playing your character gets older and more mature and then eventually they die and all that kind of stuff right so i think that'd be an awesome that's an awesome feature do they still have that in the newer games
0: hmm. I, I haven't played a career mode like that in years I, i'm not sure and the latest cool if
1: they did like where it's uh you got guys and then you know you 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 sign a guy or you bring a guy to your team and then they do it for like, Oh, you sign him for like three years. And then at the end of like a uh, two and a half years, you guys are in contract negotiations and you're trying to get him to resign. It's, it's like something that doesn't happen automatically. So
0: he can yeah, get the waivers and that. There was all of that where you had to negotiate their contract and all that. And they would refuse. You offer
1: him 2 million for five yeah. years and
0: nope, he turned it down. Yeah. And you could like, only do two or three offers before he'd walk away from the table. Oh, that's awesome. It was, it was really good. But the retirement thing was so hard because you'd have someone really good and you'd be banking on him for the next year and boop, he's retired. Oh, shit. <laughs> and if you didn't draft properly and get your uh, rookies going, you'd be uh, hurting. And I don't know. I I can't remember what year it was, but do you remember in uh, NHL when they had the crease rule where if anyone was in the crease during a goal, they would call it back. And it only happened for one year because it was yeah. so controversial.
1: I, I remember I found that confusing because it would, I remember it happening and then I couldn't understand why it was like, I never really followed hockey that much. Like, oh, wow, why is it, how are you supposed to score if you're not in the crease or like this or that, right? Like, how do you?
0: Yeah, there was a year where if just someone's skate was in the blue ice, it was called back. And uh, that year in EA NHL, they added that to the game and you, you would have goals called. And you. Go, what the heck was happening? And they would do an instant replay and show just a skate going through the corner of the crease. And uh, it was so frustrating, but it was exactly what was happening in the league. And uh, I can't remember which year that was, but I remember playing a buddy that and with uh, those rules and we were pretty frustrated, but it was good. how They're keeping up with the times again. This was in my PC days, so you could just download the next year's game, no problem. And uh, EA did a really good job of keeping rosters updated, so you'd constantly get updated rosters whenever trades were made if you wanted to stay you know, current with what's happening in the league. And uh, yeah, and then it moved on. I guess I joined up with Xbox 360. I have a couple EA NHL games, but I certainly don't have the memories like I do from the old ones. I think the latest I have is mm, 10 maybe, 10 or 12. There was one year where they put a Heritage Montreal team or something in the release. I have that. I have that one. Whichever one that was. All right. Yeah. So there's my…
1: Nice trip down memory lane. I'm I'm glad you could share with us all the stuff that you retained.
0: I wish you could have had this enjoyment in your childhood. I
1: I lied. I do remember some other video games I bought. that were sports related, but these were for the earlier NES systems, like uh, "Bases Loaded" and "Bases Loaded 2, Mm-hmm. which you well, you wouldn't have been into because it was baseball.
0: Yeah, no, I, was, I, I, didn't. I do never I had a wrestling
1: games. Then. Count as sports games? <laughs> I I guess. Yeah. I, did play, I did have a bunch of those ones. I bet
0: you did. Still oh, do. I did. I
1: remember. You know what? I. I you never had it, but uh, I remember I did enjoy playing Tecmo Bowl for the NES. Like one of oh. the original football games.
0: Yeah, I must have played that, but I did definitely didn't own it. I'm sure I played it, though.
1: Oh, and <clears throat> while you were uh, going on about your sports stuff there, I did a, a search for that Atari Sword uh, Sword Quest stuff I
0: picked up. <laughs> So you were listening intently to engage me in conversation while I was talking about the NHL stuff. Okay. Uh, I'll just read your brief little paragraph here. Uh, Joe's reading.
1: Sword quest is an unfinished series of video games produced by Atari in 1980 as part of a contest consisting of three finished games in a planned but never released fourth game. Each of the games came with a comic book that explained the plot as well as containing part of the solution to a major puzzle that had to be solved to win the contest, with a series of prizes on offer that were worth together to the value of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I think I remember this now. Uh, There's also like an actual sword you could win or something that was supposed to be worth a lot of money. I think the I think the angry video game nerd did a piece on this, but uh, Earth World released in 82, Fire World in 83, Water World, which was a limited release, was released in 83, and then Air World was the one that was never released.
0: <laughs> Isn't that funny? So that contest never came to fruition.
1: I don't remember. I don't remember what happened. I think somebody won something, but maybe not the full thing.
0: They won the company, Atari, and they were in debt.
1: Oh, here it is. The winners of the four-game contest would go on to a final competition where they would compete for a sword valued at $50,000. However, only two of the competitions actually took place before Atari canceled the contest in eighty-three. Crazy. Sounds from Sword Quest Earthworld were used in the 2002 film Solaris directed by Steven Soderbergh. The sounds are used to represent the spaceship breaking up. Cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I got
1: something that we could probably, I don't think we have the time for it on this show, but we could either post it on the blog or do a special episode on it. Um, I've got the complete 2015 new fall schedule of TV shows, uh, regarding their days air times what stations air them and descriptions of the shows one of my uh, TV sources does this every year for me and sends it off to me oh really one of your sources so I can uh, I can email to if you want but uh, maybe we should throw it up on the blog
0: site yeah, we'll do a we'll do a chat on it all right why not Um. I was happy to see on my PVR two fresh episodes of Strike Back sitting there waiting for me.
1: Ah, yeah, you told me about that. I Strike Back is back. Forward.
0: And uh, the first episode, complete action. Complete action. It was really good. Uh, off with titties in the face? No, no titties. No titties. I was a little shocked. Oh, there might have been a little side action, side boobage at one point, but uh, nothing like before. So if you haven't seen Strike Back yet, uh, that's from uh, Cinemax and we catch it here on HBO. Uh, Is it HBO? HBO. Or is it just the movie channel? I think it's on the movie channel. Uh, No, it's on HBO channel. Uh, I don't know because you were mistaken last time when you talked about Ray Donovan saying that's HBO, that's really Showtime. That's what I said. (laughs) Speaking of Cinemax though, I have uh showtime. I catch that on HBO. No showtime in Canada. We catch on the movie channel. Is this
1: the same argument? We were having last show.
0: No, fuck know. it. I don't care. <laughs> well, you got to point the viewers to the right spot so they can check out our recommendations. So Cinemax strike back, check that out. And I also have something here about, uh, See if you recognize this guy from one of Joe's favorite shows.
1: That's the lead character from uh, the fuck's his name.
0: Banshee. Well, that's right. Not all of our listeners agree that Banshee is, is as great a show as we have told you. Because you have uh, to
1: watch more than one episode and get into it. I'm telling you it's fantastic. STC that's the pod recommendation.
0: It's interesting how uh, some people will say you've got to stick with one show past maybe four or five episodes, but uh, another show they bail on immediately. It's interesting how they come to that. Uh, Banshee, anyways, is going into their final season, and the uh, creator of that show wrote an open article to uh, Grantland about why he's ending the show, because Cinemax definitely didn't want him to stop the show Uh, and the fans don't want him to stop the show but uh, he's decided four seasons is enough and uh, it's it's an interesting article and it shows his uh, uh, I don't know his ethics as a producer as a writer Um, it's that he didn't want to get fall down the rabbit hole and I'm quoting here of stunt casting like stunt casting trips to exotic locales, weddings, or Mulder leaving, etc. We all know the feeling of helpless frustration when a good show gets left out too long and goes stale. And he was just determined not to let that happen to Banshee. And he says Banshee's premise, by its very implausible nature, was always one with a somewhat limited shelf life. So he's saying, uh, how long can anyone really pull off being a fake sheriff? And he, uh, he felt that he always knew that the show could not go longer than five seasons. Uh, and he could easily have done the fifth. He had the ratings. He had the fans. But uh, he felt as season four was shaping up in the writer's room, it was a good time to uh, end it. Um, he didn't want to risk dilution of his story. Uh, apparently, he's a novelist before he got into the television biz. So in the last paragraph, he says, uh, it's going to be in those moments during the long, dark tea time of this self-imposed hiatus where I wonder if Lucas Hood getting married just as his evil twin arrives in town to open a bed and breakfast wasn't such a bad idea after all. Nice. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: good for him. Yeah, I was sort of thinking about that in... uh, at the end of the last season when they were doing what they were doing, I'm trying not to ruin it for anyone, but, uh, whether or not they should have just stuck with maybe introducing less characters and still focusing on life around the town instead of all these people coming in from the past or, you know, running into like, say, you know, the military people or whatever, if they should have just kept it simplified and just done it like a turf war kind of thing between him and, uh, proctor back and forth more
0: definitely the military anytime the military came into that season i it threw me off the rails as we had talked
1: or just left it with the indians proctor and you know the sheriff department right
0: yeah for sure yeah uh, well i hope they en-
1: hope they ended off with a good bang and you know same with uh strike back being its last season it's always uh it's always a little frightening because it's like, oh gee, these are the shows that we watch. So when this is over, like what's going to fill the void at at this time slot or you know. But the same thing happens, like, you know, when they first started, we never knew
0: they were coming out, and all of a sudden these two great shows started five years ago. And so. these are these are the two pillars at over at Cinemax. So what are they gonna do? Both of these shows are wrapping up now after these seasons. Hmm. Uh, I, I want to comment what they have about
1: announced. uh when you're paraphrasing that guy's article there, you said uh, with Mulder leaving X-Files, six episode limited series starts Monday, 8 PM, January 1st, January 1st. No, not January 1st. Oh, whatever the fuck it is. The <laughs> truth is still out there. 13 years later, though the log line for the revival is being kept under wraps. Chris Carter is still writing and executive producer. Anyway, Monday's 8 p.m. Fall schedule. Is
0: that on Fox? Yeah. On Fox. Yeah, whatever. I was never into that show, so.
1: Well, maybe you can give it a chance, man.
0: Mm. Do it for television. Maybe. I'll tell you I one show
1: it. I'm almost done watching though is uh Daredevil. Yeah. Got I think I have two episodes left. Two oh, or three. good. Good man. I'm not watching it on even... fucking Netflix.
0: <laughs> no, fucking you're, you're stealing it from Netflix. Nope. <laughs> nope. Well, all, I'll, I'll, tell you you it. I'll
1: tell you how I am watching it. I'm not watching more than one episode a day. And that is refreshing. There's an article on online. I forgotten some chick wrote it, but talking about uh you know, streaming and all this bullshit and whatever. And she ended up being like talking about how to, something around with talking around the... I didn't read it because the article pissed me off, but she ended off with an article talking about how people are used to go around the water cooler and get excited and talking about shows and how you can do that with streaming. And I thought that was completely wrong, isn't it? It'd be like when you... It used to be back in the day. Like I think the main one that really started it would have been like Lost or Sopranos, where you're watching it, or at least that I remember personally. You'd, you'd be watching it, and then you know the next day after you watch that Sunday night episode or whatever, you'd be at, back at work talking to everybody about it. Yeah, I think that was the excitement, as opposed to these fucking dummies watching <laughs> two, three episodes a night. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It just loses its appeal, doesn't it? It becomes something unspecial.
0: Yeah, or these dummies that leave it forever to watch the show like Daredevil. uh, (laughs) What do you mean? What? I I have to finish other
1: shows, man. I can't watch. I have to finish other shows before I can get into it. But I'm not watching it all at once. I'm not doing the batch watching.
0: Hmm. Batch watching. Yeah. Good call, man yeah just um i see uh, yeah it's totally yeah that that was a time uh i'm
1: looking now i look forward to it. like oh that was a great episode oh i gotta wait till tomorrow night to watch another one oh i see yeah instead of plowing through it and then it just it, it just becomes like oh that i i find when you watch more than one episode back to back like two or three it, each episode becomes unspecial and it just blends into one
0: right yeah, it was a real event uh, when a new Sopranos episode happened, for sure. When you're,
1: when you're batch watching, you're just plowing through it as fast as you can to get through it, I find.
0: But so I'm um, taking a stand
1: on this, and I think everyone else should too.
0: Take a stand. Good work, man. Uh, as, I'm, as I was trying to say, uh, I noticed on Amazon, they're rolling out their new season of Pilots too. Um, they have an interesting formula where instead of they choose uh, the show, to go with, they put every pilot out there for the viewers to choose what show to go forward with. So, if you're looking for some uh, new entertainment, Amazon has all of their pilots out. I think right now, to uh, check out Amazon, what's their service called? Amazon Prime or something? I don't watch Amazon.
1: it. I don't promote it. <laughs> I don't recommend doing that. <laughs> Why? it's it's just content no nope. it's, it's more content understand. I got enough content to watch just do what I do and
0: you won't go wrong okay that's words to live by right there do what Joe does all right man the it's, um, time. it's time to uh, time to wrap it up she by the way I did uh, in a little bit of pre-promotion here um, the uh, infamous P1 from the Cartridge Club put out on Twitter that he was open to be a guest on any kind of podcast during August to September because he's on leave, and uh, I put out there that we would be more than happy to welcome him on the USS STC pod for a show. So you might uh, you might get that the next episode or the one after that. I'm not sure.
1: I need some prep work for that. Like, you can't just dump that shit on
0: I, You do not need prep work. I love dumping the shit on you, and uh, we'll see where it goes. All over my stomach, like dumping it on there. Yeah, I like to aim higher to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think about that? That'll be good. I don't know, man. I gotta do some prep work. You do not need. You do not need prep work. What are you gonna do? Look up his Wikipedia page. I uh, do his
1: Wikipedia. I gotta watch <laughs> all his video blogs. Get caught up on everything.
0: Yeah, well, that should have been done anyways, So. Speaking of which,
1: where else can you...
0: Oh, broke my desk.
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, where else can you find our show, Bill? I forgot to mention that. You did? Uh, uh, this show, are you talking about? What iTunes?
0: Will you find us on iTunes? You just mentioned the founder of... Uh... Oh, you know what? Uh, that hasn't officially rolled out or anything yet, so I don't what? know if they want to talk about... Um, oh, all right. We'll keep this on down low. <laughs> yeah. I thought Anyways,
1: that was all, all engines ahead.
0: Yeah, it's all going, but there's been no official rollout as far as I oh, know. We're so on
1: a press know. release.
0: Okay. Yeah, there's a got to be a big presser coming at some point because there's a two-year anniversary thing happening, but, mm, you know. Anyways, dig yourself out of this, Joe, uh, on your own and get us back on track. Are we, are we finishing the show off? Yep. All right.
1: Everyone, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, I'm just going to go through everything again. You can find us on Twitter at STC Pod. That's the account that Bill handles. You can follow me on Twitter at AC Decepticon. You can check out the STC Pod website at www.stcpod.com. You can check out my blog at www.angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. Go to our YouTube channel youtube.com slash start to continue you can find our episodes also at start to continue dot and as always find us on iTunes and stitcher and soon to be somewhere else
0: <laughs> well we are somewhere else but you know I want to thank the loyal listeners uh, for tuning us in every Friday where you'll find us I uh, wouldn't when, when did you have the last episode up? 7 a.m up? really? Good work, man. You were on vacation. I was doing our show. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And as usual, we put a personal thank you out there to the great country of Sweden. And uh, thank you, Joe. And we'll see you later. Posting, posting.